Full 10 Yards Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Podcast where every yard counts. Obviously you're not used to hearing me, my name is Lee obviously, um, I'm the host today, Tim is away on holiday, sunning himself in Florida with his wife, lucky lucky people. So shout out to you guys, get that in early, uh, I know the boss will be waiting in a little bit of a shout out for them both, I uh, hope you're enjoying yourselves. Uh, so I've entitled this episode, uh, Put Your Feet Up, because that's obviously what everyone does at work when the boss is away, isn't it? So uh, yeah, hopefully the content's just as good, um, it'll be me and my fellow slacker Rob. Rob, good evening, how are you mate? I am good, very jealous of, of Tim and his wife, um, I'm actually kind of wondering where he's got the money to pay for that, I'm wondering if it's coming through the full 10 yards and whether we need to have some words when he gets back uh, to see how, how he's, uh, if this has gone on the company expense. <laughs> yeah, siphoning the, the club money off to uh, yeah, <laughs> sun himself and his wife, yeah. Um, so in, yeah. in the interest of continuity mate, how are the Greens treating you? Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> uh, I've got, I have to be careful because my, my boss listens to this. So, okay. uh, hello, boss. Uh, yeah, so uh, the greens are the greens are good. It's getting dry, though. So, uh, okay. yeah, we need to keep, keep the eerie on, keep the water on. All the all you people that want your nice-looking lawns, you've got to get your water on it every night, 20 minutes, as soon as the sun sets. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's the tip of the day tip for, the day. for any gar- budding gardeners out there, anyway. I guess that's how we saw a little bit of your garden, actually, on social media, didn't we, last week, when you and Tim met up, saw the yaksi when we yes. believe. Looking very yes. lush. Yes, I will. I'll tweet it out later. A picture of my girl. I'm very proud of it. Well, it's come being a groundsman my whole life, uh, except for a few years when I lived abroad. Uh, it, it's it's ingrained in me that I have to have good grass. Oh uh, yeah. That and my missus takes the pee out of me all the time because I'm constantly, you know, I, I, if I had a measuring tape to measure the, you know, I, I may or may not do that with the oh, blades yeah. of grass, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, uh, I, I love it, it's one of my, my favourite hobbies, so, uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that, mate, nothing wrong. Um, so, as usual, Rob is at FFBritballer on the Twitter, and I am Wakefield90, so if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know, either us or just us in general, which you can get us on the email, contact at fulltenyards.com. Or tweets at the main account at full ten yards. Cool. So I know all the formalities right away. Um, so as usual, despite Tim being away, obviously we're going to do the four downs as usual. Got some scripted play calls to open up the drive, and they're as follows. So obviously first down, news and notes. Didn't really bother with the news last week, as we're in that sort of time of the off season when nothing's really happening, which is great because for people like me, you can watch every college player under the sun, or you know, for people like you, you can give out loads of good fantasy advice, or you know, generally just read. For the listeners and the readers, they can read every piece of content coming out of Full 10 Yards Towers, or maybe that's just us, I don't know. Um, second down, we're going to get stuck into Chris Sims' Top 40 QBs, which came out not too long ago. We'll have a good old chat about that. And don't worry, Tim, we'll get some Dak mentions in there. I'm sure we'll do you proud. <laughs> um, third down today is the quiz, as normal, Full 10 Questions. We did that with Lawrence Voss, one of our merry band of fantasy writers. He'll be taking on the Full 10 Questions. Um, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that one. And then we'll wrap up in fourth down, just going to talk a little bit about ourselves, what we're doing at full 10 yards, and we're going to go across sport a little bit, because, you know, a bit of diversity never did any harm. Um, and we're going to touch on the oodles of cash that have been thrown around in the NBA, what it means in the NFL. So, Rob, how's that sound? Yeah, sounds good. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing Lawrence's quiz. You better not let me down as being uh, <laughs> on my team for team fantasy. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, no pressure, Lawrence, but, uh, yeah, he's kind of got, a, got our name well. on to take there. Yeah, definitely. 
just before we get into it, Rob, I believe you had a little bit of an outing on Monday evening. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I did, yes. I went down to, to the big smoke, to the Capital, and uh, <laughs> went to NFL Live, NFL UK Live, um, which was very, very good, uh, as usual. It's on every year. Uh, nine players, don't ask me to name them all because I can't, uh, but Jalen Ramsey was there. He was one of the big names. Yeah, and Akeem the Dream from, from Chicago, he was there as well. So, yeah, all hosted by Neil Reynolds. It was a very good night. Uh, I managed to ask a question to a Gio Ber- Giovanni Bernard, the running back from Cincinnati. Uh, it's quite a hard-hitting question. I got a little bit of a reaction from the crowd. because uh, well, It was a question that I wanted to know how you felt. And it was the question was, how does your mentality change? going into 2019, knowing that the Cincinnati Bengals have drafted two very talented rookies and the fact that he's in a contract yet, does his mentality change? Does he know he has to dig deeper or work harder or does he take the rookies under his wing? And, you know, it, it, I wanted to know where he got He was a very professional answer. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, look, um, as a professional sportsman in, in the NFL, you know that, uh, you know, there's a change in the guard. You know, there's players that come in, rookies, um, and, you know, you just have to work your tail off. But what he said was, I think I've got enough tape over the last three years uh, to warrant being either picked up in the free agency or get another contract from Cincinnati. He's confident in himself and his own ability that he's done enough uh, in the last three years. So, so that plays to him. Um, he's, he's sort of a player that's, Gio Bernard is, uh, he can do it all from the, he can, he can catch. He's a good runner. Um, he's just not quite that elite level. He's, mm. uh, he's a very, very good backup. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so yeah, no, good answer about his hand thing. Like, mm. and, it, and it's better, fair play to you. I mean, it's better, you know, for people who go along to these events, it's better to have these questions where you kind of get a decent insight into the players instead of the, you know, yeah. just the standard cookie cutter kind of questions that you, you're sort of yeah. at every event. So yeah, no, I like it. I like the question. You, you know, you get, you, like you said, you get plenty of questions like who was your favourite player growing up, who was yeah. your team, all this sort of stuff. But it's not, I wanted to get into it. I wanted to know where where he is mentally when it comes, when you've got two rookie, very good rookies behind you, you've obviously got Joe Mixon in front of mm. you, and you're in a contract. I want to know, you know, how that affects you. And he did it, he answered very well, um, and he's a very nice guy, uh, Pierre Bernard. He, um, he came across very well uh, that, that night, um, and as did, uh, oh God, I, knew, I knew I was going to say this, and I can't remember <laughs> his name, uh, got a player from the Open Raiders, I, I would name check it and get back to you, but he spoke very, very well, okay. uh, and uh, yeah, he was good to do. At these events, that for £7 a ticket start, and you, know, you, you get to spend two or three hours with nine NFL players, Neil Reynolds, there's games that you can get involved with. It's a really good, the Mermaid Theatre in London. It's such a good event. And it's never sold out. There's always tickets. So I urge you, next year when it's on, it's always around this time on a Monday night. And it's well worth going. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I was lucky enough when the Chargers were in London to go to a little NFL UK event when it was just loads of Chargers players. Uh, Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Ingram, uh, Russell Coombe was there. Anthony Lynn was there. It was, it was great. It was one of the best experiences of my life, to be honest with you, including, yeah. you know, for American football. And as a football fan, especially because they were they were sort of players from my team, and you just you know you just get a one-on-one time with them, and even afterwards, um, once the event had finished, Philip Rivers stayed behind. So so did everyone, to be fair. Um, but Philip Rivers yep. especially stayed behind for a good twenty minutes, just kind of holding court with all the Chargers fans there, and just we just fired away loads of questions at him, and he was, you know, he was just he wasn't he wasn't sort of in a rush to get away, you know, he was kind of just. He was, if he didn't have a game the next day, I think we'd still be there now talking football, because you know what Philip Rivers is like, he, he'll talk football all day. 
So yeah, no, yeah. great opportunity, great opportunity for anyone who gets along. And yeah, I would definitely uh, back up what you said there. And if people see tickets available, get along to it if you can, because it's, uh, you know, sometimes it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, yeah, we can say there was a couple of players that stayed back for, on, on Monday as well. I uh, say uh, Akeem Nix from from Chicago, he stayed back. I had a photo with him. Uh, Addison from from the Panthers, Edge Rusher, he stayed behind and had a had a photo with him. There's a linebacker from the Rams, uh, and the the guy from the Raiders who I was just talking up, who he spoke very well, was Tahir Whitehead. Oh yeah, uh, he is uh, a linebacker for, for the Ra- Raiders. Uh, he, yeah, very very good listening to him. He was he was uh, yeah. Um, very easy to listen to. Ah, cool. Sounds brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to first down then. First down. Okay, yeah, so first down, news and notes. Okay, so we're going to open up with a bit of Tyreek Hill stuff, unfortunately. Obviously, recently we learned that uh, it's believed it'll get a maximum, and I will stress maximum, unfortunately, uh, suspension of four games from the NFL. Um, I've got a little quote from the district attorney looking after the case. Obviously, I don't know where it is actually, but I'm not being Missouri. I'm just going to dive in and say that. Anyway, he said, We believe a crime has occurred. However, the evidence in this does not conclusively establish who committed the crime. Not brilliant. Um, my initial reaction once this came out was that the NFL had been very, very, very lenient with this, and the four games just about scratches the surface of what should be given. Um, now, I know people might point at me. Uh, saying this, I'm a childless one, obviously, and obviously I might want Tyreek Hill banned for a long time, but it goes beyond football to me. Obviously, a kid has been left, a young kid at that, has been left with a broken arm. Um, we've all heard the audio by now, surely. So, yeah, I just think it, it could have been much longer. I think the NFL needs to come down much harder on this. And, um, yeah, I just think, you know, we saw it with um, Ruben Foster last year, didn't we, when that case got dropped. And these these guys, these men, they have they have some power over the people who they're sort of in relationships with. and. You know, things can go sort of out the back door almost, can't they? Well, Rob, what's your take on it? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. And like I said, I'm a Colts fan, so I'm, I'm not really anything, any direct link with the Chiefs other mm. than deep in the playoffs. But no, I think that. <laughs> well, obviously, we're going 16 and 0, so we'll be in the playoffs. Oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, I think it's disappointing. I think. Um, whether you did or didn't do it, I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to judge. However, he has obviously been a part of his son being seriously injured, mm. and that for me, four games is not enough. Uh, bottom line: yeah. um, if you're involved, whether you did it or did not do it, you are involved with that happening. You need to be disciplined for not having that control over over whoever yourself whatever in that situation with your son so yeah that's it's a bit of a joke to be honest four games um i, d- I don't like it uh i have been quite outspoken with yeah. his situation uh regarding fantasy teams i think that tyree kill should be an option that you don't have to put him in in your leagues mm. uh i am you know banging the drum for that because i you know i've got a young child yeah um and you know I, i'm not in only, I'm not the only dad listening to this, so I, I, you know I know that. Mm. But you know, at the end of the day, when there's children involved, it, it hits a hits a nerve. Sure. Um, and you know, I think players like Torrey Kill and Kareem Hunt, you know, just because they're on the same team when these things happen, doesn't matter. Uh, they're incidents which hasn't necessarily been dealt with correctly. And I think that from a fantasy point of view, we should, as commissioners, be given 
power in our leagues to add or take away players. I really do think that um, because I wouldn't have, personally, I wouldn't have Torrey Kill and I wouldn't have Kareem Hunt in my leagues because I don't want them to be supported. Uh, I don't agree with their actions, whether they did it or not. Uh, I don't agree with the fans necessarily. However, on the flip side, um, before match ban, has that is that been confirmed or is that just from the uh, Kansas City um, pers- uh, official? Yeah, I don't think it's actually been confirmed as of yet. I think they're still sort of investigating it. I still think uh, Tyreek Hill's got to be in front of the disciplinary commission or maybe the commissioner himself. Yeah. So I just think that's it, kind of what's been sort of put out there as a potential and I think it's been told as a maximum, which is the part that shocked me the most, that they're putting that cap on. Mm. on the, the potential ban. What, what I will say to that is the last official, the last, the last team official that I listened to was an Indianapolis team official who told me that Andrew Luck was going to be back after week three in 2017. He spent <laughs> the whole season out injured. Mm. Uh, so whether you have to take this with a pinch of salt or not, I don't know. I, I still want to believe that it's going to be more than four games. I really do. I, I, I I strongly, strongly think that it needs to be at least, at least 10 games. Yeah, no, I, go along with that. I would go along with that, to be fair. Anyway, I don't really want to spend too much time on Tyreek Hill, to be fair. No. Uh, just, you know, we've, we've not mentioned it and we've missed the news out last week. It's kind of thought that we'd have yep. to, but yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on to another disciplinary matter. Um, it's Ethan yep. Elliott. Now, the Cowboys running back has been hauled up in front of Roger Goodell to tell him that he's been a very naughty boy and he's very sorry. Um, obviously the Hill incident and this line up side by side over the last couple of weeks um, and the way the NFL has dealt with it is kind of laughable you know we've just been talking about Tyreek Hill should get much more it's very very serious I'm not trying to take away from that but you know Zeke didn't do a lot he was obviously pretty riled up um, he's not great role modelling I'm not trying to defend what he did but let's be honest the security guy flopped easier than Alex Morgan was doing last night against the England women you know <laughs> For one, I'm quite happy with Zeke not getting a not getting a ban for this. It's something that you would sort of do. I don't know. I'm not trying to excuse it again, but it's something that two mates might do when they're a bit drunk and, and you know know how to feed them afterwards and stuff like that. And the guy isn't pressing charges either. Um. So yeah, I just want to get your take on this one as well. And I guess uh, this yeah. is a fantasy community breathing a sigh of relief because it seems like Zeke's going to get. Well, it's been confirmed now, hasn't it, that he's not going to get any ban. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just been confirmed um, just before we came on air. Um, and yeah, I, I, again, it's it's hard to discuss this because without someone saying to me, "Well, you're being contradicted," contradicted. Yeah, you've just, you just said this line, about, about yeah, you just said this about Cream Hunt and Tariq Hill, but yet I'm going to come here and say I'm glad Zeke didn't get a ban. Now, there's differences here. First of all, yes, I know Zeke has not been, you know, the, the model professional that he should be, mm. uh, but there was no video evidence of him kicking a woman and there was you know no audio of him being involved with his son's arm being broken there's mm. a massive difference so uh, for me yeah Zeke is he's on he's on he's skating on thin ice to be quite honest sure. yeah for sure. I, I think he's only one more instant away from getting his comeuppance I really do um, however um, I am a big fantasy fan of, <laughs> uh, of Ezekiel Elliott this year as everyone knows I have got the 101 pick in a lot of my drafts including the Scott Fish Bowl which I'm buzzing for um, and yeah he, he's, he is no brainer my number one uh, running back well, my number one player in fantasy this year because the stats won't lie the stats are there um, and, and I, I love Zeke this year uh, he, he's not completed 16 games of his career yet funnily enough um, 15 games twice uh, that was Last year, uh, when he finishes the number five overall player with 321 fantasy points in PPR, that 
for me is kind of a baseline. I think he's going to go higher than that this year. So yeah, I'm, I'm I love Zeke Elliott. Uh, you know, I love his position in in the Cowboys. I love that he's going to get fed, and he's not going to be banned. It's great news for fantasy fans. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like that as well. And um, so we can all sort of rest easy. Tim can rest easy, enjoy his holiday <laughs> in the knowledge now yeah. that the Cowboys' best player will be free to suit up all season in group committee. So yeah, good good for everyone. Uh, so yeah, next up on the news, um, we're going to mention the Ticketmaster shambles. Um, so yeah, I don't know whether people have seen this, so we'll just bring it to light. I've only just come across this to be fair. I think Adam pointed this out uh, not too long ago. Because I think the two of us, Rob, we didn't have to enter the hell that is trying to apply for tickets this year because we were sort sorted out by Adam himself. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, so the news is that Ticketmaster have set up an official exchange with the NFL. For I think it's all London games, not just the Wembley games. Um, so yeah, only a decade too late, and then you get the pleasure, I guess, of Ticketmaster double dipping on the profits for London tickets because they're putting a twelve point five percent levy on all the tickets that resold. So yeah, a bit of a joke that they're kind of doing that. You know, they they have this trouble. People complain about it every year, and then now, like I say, Ticketmaster kind of double dipping. It's not it's not the greatest. PR exercises it, Rob. It's a bit of a joke, I would say. Yeah, welcome to welcome to global politics and business politics. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, no time for the little guys there. But um, uh, no, it's it's a mess. Has been a mess for a long while. Uh, but like you said, we're very lucky. We're in a situation where we have got people who you know have got tickets where we can you can use, which is great. So yeah, thanks to Adam and and thanks to my boss as well because he's uh, said to me that I can have a couple of his tickets potentially this year. <laughs> I, I will keep reminding you of that. Son. Uh, but no, it's um yeah, it's, it's such a shame that it's such a such a kerfuffle. Isn't it? Yeah. And uh, the one thing I will say to anyone listening to this who wants to put a bloody status on NFL UK Facebook page about a ticket, <laughs> don't bother because there's so many people doing it, it's well annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, to be fair. Yeah. Um, oh, that's all I see now. Uh, all I see, uh, to be honest, all joking aside, it does ruin it a little bit because there's so many good discussions on these NFL. UK uh, Facebook sites and Twitter pages. There's so many good discussions, uh, but it's ruined because every five minutes you got someone bringing up the tickets and just like, oh, go get yourself another group or something. Anyway, run, run over, carry on. Mate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of what goes around, isn't it? You know, you get the when the tickets coming out statuses, then you get the I am the queue, and you get the red ring statuses. Then it's the yep. complaints, and it's just everything. But yeah, so yeah. No, it's been fair, you know, it's not the fans' fault. We're kind of complaining, we've been lucky, um, we're able to go this year, which is great for us. Um, but yeah, they need to sort it out, you know, it's every every single year there's not learning from their mistakes, we need to sort it out. And then obviously then we've got the fans twice again, it's, it's just really poor from the NFL. So yeah, need yep. sorting out, lads, Alistair and co, not Neil Reynolds, who always gets the ticket. Yeah, I was just about to say, don't <laughs> at Neil Reynolds, it's nothing to do with him. Alistair Kirkwood, he's, he's the man to direct your anger towards, not Neil Reynolds. We'll protect yep. Neil, don't worry. Welcome to Quan, by the way, Neil, if you're listening. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving swiftly on. Um, so, final thing on the newsreel today is that the Carolina Panthers have been confirmed as all or nothing, um, the all or nothing team, I guess, this summer. Uh, the popular Amazon Prime series will return on the 19th of July. So, just a couple of weeks away until we can see how much of a douche Cam Newton really is. Um, so, I guess, as. Um, <laughs> Two guys who aren't massive Panthers fans, Rob. This isn't moving the needle too much, I guess. 
Uh, it doesn't. However, <laughs> well, first first and foremost, I've never watched All or Nothing, actually, surprisingly. Oh, okay. um, I'm guessing it's the same sort of thing as Hard Knocks, right? Uh, Hard Knocks is the pre-season, but the All or Nothing series is from the previous season, so it'll show you the whole of the Panther season from, well, last year. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So then I'd be interested to see... Well, I've written down here because I, I was going on the basis that it's going to be similar to to uh, Hard Knocks, but I'd like to see the wide receiving core a bit more in mm. in in uh, Caroline uh, with uh, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, Jarius White, Wright, Torrey Smith, because obviously there's a lot of hype around DJ Moore mm. being the rookie from last year, but, but I, I still will, will ban the drum for Curtis Samuel being a sleeper this year in fantasy football because. You know, he's got just as good opportunity as, as any other uh, to be Cam Newton's main target out wide. So, yeah, that's one interesting thing I'd like to watch. But also Ian Thomas, the young tight end as well, because Greg Olsen's getting older. He's going to be retired probably at the end of this year, if not during the during the year. You know, he's got a panel on whatever, uh, CBS or whatever, waiting for him. So, um, yeah, Ian Thomas, the, the young uh, tight end there, being Interesting to see him as well. Yeah, you'll kind of see those guys grow up. Obviously, they've been rookies right at the beginning, and by the end of the series, you might see them maybe taking on a bit of a more, you know, more prominent role, maybe in the locker room, maybe on the field. Well, obviously on the field because we saw them do that on the field. But yeah, um, as their personality sort of progress, maybe. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the old Open series. I think they're, I think they're really good insight in how the team works. And God, they've branched out just beyond the NFL as well. The Michigan Wolverine series, obviously as a college fan. I thought it was brilliant. The Man City series is excellent as well. And by all accounts, if you're a rugby person, which I'm not, the All Blacks one was really good as well. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Amazon could give us a bit of a shout. I'm just like repping their their product here. Um, and apparently, I'm sure you'll love this, Rob, because I know you like to remind me that Leeds didn't get promoted. Apparently, there's a All or Nothing style documentary coming out on Leeds this season last year. So I don't know. Maybe instead of being called All or Nothing, it should be just Almost or something like that. <laughs> Uh, I'll get it in there because I know you'd, I know you'd remind me anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I keep saying uh, my 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 dad was lucky enough to um go spend the day with the uh, with the Norwich team the other day, and they had the uh, the uh, the championship trophy out. So I kept sending you a picture the yeah, of my dad next to the uh, <laughs> next to the trophy, the uh, the champions trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really have a comeback for that. So anyway, moving moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, maybe next year, sign some good players today and uh, over the last couple of days. Yes. Yeah. Quite happy. Anyway, I can see it. I can moving see it. on, moving swiftly on. We'll move on to second down. Second down. So for second down, uh, I thought we'd talk quarterbacks. Um, a couple, of, I don't know if it was a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe in between. <laughs> two weeks Last ago, week. been, couldn't two weeks ago would have made it really off topic, so that wouldn't have been good for the podcast. Uh, I came across Chris Sims pre-training camp uh, top forty quarterbacks. And to say at least, it drew a reaction on social media. Um, if you don't know who Chris Sims is, he's called Colour, the Colour Commentator on NBC, um, son of Phil Sims uh, of Giants fame, and he did CBS for Don Romo. Anyway, Chris Sims, um, he was in the AFL for eight years apparently, um, from his back at QB, hence why I don't really know who he is. Um, so yeah, so just put, put this forward to you, uh, I don't know, it must have been last week, mustn't it, when we were talking about what to talk about, and you kind of didn't seem to have many issues with it, so I thought it would make a good topic, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Before we, I think I call it a stinky mess, or steamy mess, or something like that, so yeah, before you, before you get yeah, going. That, that was more, that, that was, <laughs> that was more what I had the problem with. I did, <laughs> the stinky mess, I thought it was very strong. I've got a few notes. I've got a few notes, and because we've got a bit of a, a bit of a difference in opinion, maybe not as much as I think, but maybe you know, do you want to put in any disclaimers before we get going? 
Uh, <laughs> no, I tend to I ad lib my disclaimers as and when. Fair enough. So as I how I thought we'd do this is kind of just I'm going to work down from one and just kind of to forty. Probably going to concentrate more at the top. Obviously, if you've got any sort of thing you want to shout out, just go for it. I'm going to do this kind of off the cuff. The boss isn't here, so my feet are on the desk, so to speak. So kind of relaxed. Let's go. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers at number one. Pretty standard. Quite happy with that. Don't think you'll hear me complaining. Yeah? Happy? Yeah, agreed. Rodgers number one. Best two, what, whatever. Yeah? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes two. This is something I take umbrage with. Like, yeah, he was pretty good last year. Pretty, well, better than pretty good. You know, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, pretty ridiculous. But second overall, after one season, one full season, pretty ridiculous. What do you reckon? Yeah. Too high? Yeah? Um, I think I think he's a top five QB, um, yeah. because he's special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, think, I think two might be a bit higher. Yeah, I'm not Agreed. looking forward to spending the next, like, 10, 15 years in the AFC West with him anyway. Let's put that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move through. So Russell Wilson number three, Andrew Luck number four, Deshaun Watson five. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess if you want to nitpick the order a little Russell, bit. Yeah, Russell Wilson's too high for me. Yeah, really? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Um, uh, I think he's probably more of a eight, nine, ten. That sort of oh, range. Wow, okay, quite low, quite low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the one out of that that Watson might be a bit high. I mean, he's a genuine star. Uh, when Houston figure out that they should protect him and you know not make him die almost every week, but yeah, no, I think I think that he's the one I'd nitpick out of that one. Fair. But anyway, yeah. I think from six to sixteen, now this is where it gets messy. Now I'm going to post out like the, no, I know that we're recording this now and um, people might not have seen it, but after we after about the podcast, we'll attach like the actual the full forty. I'm not going to mention everyone, but yeah, Big Ben six, nah, not having that. Oh. No, Newton at eight again, very skeptical. Yeah, me too. Tom Brady is number what was he number number nine? That's crazy. Like he should be above mm-hmm. both of those guys and Matt Ryan. He's number seven. Even in fact, yeah. I would say he should probably be above Watson as well. But mm, no, not for me. No. See, well, here's the thing. So Go on. obviously, I I look at I look at everything through fancy glasses. Right? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. But so this is this is different. Anyone who's listening to this who's thinking the same thing, this and fantasy football is different. Yeah. Um. So th- so I've had to. I mean, I have gone through and, and rewritten mine, but we'll we'll dive into that when Tim's around. Yeah. A bit more. Um. So he gets involved with this, but um. I did have to take that into consideration. Like for example, uh, we'll talk about him in a bit, but Lamar Lamar Jackson, mm. super high for me in fantasy this year. But in in this sort of format, when you're just talking about general QBs, he's way down there because he's not a good quarterback. He's a good running back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he scores lots of fantasy points because he's a good running back, but he's not the quarterback. Mm. Um, but for me, Deshaun Watson is a pretty good quarterback, and he's got a lot of good weapons that he can utilize and uh, that can make him that can make him better. But at the end of the day, that's all that matters. If even in even if you've got DeAndre Hopkins who makes you look better. It still makes you a top five quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think he's really good. And then so, obviously, yeah, you, if you want to put a fantasy spin on it, then definitely should be up yeah. for sure. I mean, I'm I'm quite happy to hear that because he's in my dynasty team. So yeah, quite happy for that. Every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought I thought the Brady one as well. I thought it was a bit of an odd disrespect considering that uh, Chris Sims was an assistant at New England at one time. So you think he'd have a pretty intricate knowledge, and then to mark him down mm. number nine is a bit 
I don't know, a bit strange. But well, you, you don't want to know where I've got Tom Brady, so... Uh, okay. maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, he, maybe uh, save that one for... for yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. Uh, see, I would take the same stance but with Drew Brees who Chris Sims has down as his 10th yeah. quarterback yeah. for me Drew Brees is still a top 5 quarterback because absolutely he is just unbelievable and for me Tom, Tom Brady yes he's the GOAT I know, I, I've never ever ever said this before <laughs> so here's an exclusive for you Tom Brady is the GOAT I, that's the first time I've ever said I'm a massive Peyton Manning fan obviously because <laughs> I'm Colts yeah. but Let's call a spade a spade at the minute. Tom Brady is the GOAT. But now, 41 years old, he's got Julian Edelman, and that's about it of proven players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you got that one in. <laughs> yeah, of proven players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, it's tough with Tom Brady this year. And I know people say it year on, year out, is this the year that he's going to decline? Is this the year he's going to decline? And he still ends up pulling out the bag. But for me... He's, he's not quite a top 10 quarterback. Okay. There you go. Fair enough. That's a pretty decent assessment. But yeah, no, the thing I was going to come to is Drew Brees. Wow, that is, that's what makes it a CMS. Having Drew Brees at number yeah. 10, what a, a Patrick Mahomes number 2 after one incredible season, Drew Brees at 10, despite being the seven times NFL passing leader, four times touchdown leader, and all round NFL legend. I could like, continue to reel off his accolades, but literally be here for so long. Like, what, and what, what, is, what like, is the logic? Like, as you say, I think he's a top three yeah. quarterback, like, never mind top five. But, like, what's the logic there? Like, how can you have that and have, have one? No. It's just silly. And, and he's not lost anyone. He's not lost any weapons. In fact, he's gave Jared Cook. Hmm. You know, who's who lost? Mark Ingram. Well, yeah. <laughs> that won't affect him in the slightest. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that one to me was one of the, the problems I had with this was, was Drew Brees at 10, definitely. So, yeah, we are good, we could see we're in agreement with that yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Um, Philip Rivers at number 12 is a down like disrespect as well Dak at 13 you know what I think that's probably about right there you go Tim I don't hate Dak he's a slightly above average NFL quarterback there you go moving on yeah again, again <laughs> no no I, I agree I, uh, for me again fantasy wise Dak Prescott is top 10 quarterback oh, well, no, but in this, in this in this uh, kind of uh, talk yeah Dak Prescott is uh, <laughs> kind of yeah slightly better than <laughs> slightly better than average <laughs> <laughs> Tim, oh, we're Tim, in trouble. Tim will be bubbling, you know, he'll be driving along or whatever, I'll listen by the pool or whatever, and he'll be, he'll yeah. be raging. Anyway, before we get in trouble and get kicked out, um, Kirk wasn't <laughs> 15, Nick Foles 16, nah, like way nah. too high, <laughs> both of the first guys. <laughs> hey, Nick Foles to me is probably at the bottom of this list. Nick Foles at 16, I mean that's, that's like ridiculous. average in the NFL, and then like that's above average in this 40 list, that is crazy. That I mean, you know, he won the Super Bowl, that's about it. Um, Jared Goff bowled in love with those guys at 19 as well. I'm below Derek Carr, who's 18. That's madness. And I don't get the criteria because Derek Carr's had literally one good season. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and you know by virtue of this ranking, 19, also oh, 18 out of 40 is above average. So that's wrong. Anyway, I'm going to give you the floor because I think I'm running and raving a little bit. I wanted to give you the floor about Jameis. I'm pretty sure you wanted to mention him. I'm going to pop down there and then I'm going to come back to mention something else. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, just quickly on card. Oh, he's got he, he, he has got Antonio Brown, so that does bump him up a little bit. And I don't think he's as bad as everyone else thinks. I, I think 18 is a fair assessment. Me personally, but slightly lower. But, uh, you know, I, I could see Derek Carr being the 18th best quarterback in the league for sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield is way too low for me. 17. Wow, yeah. no. Yeah, the yeah. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is below Nick Foles, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott. 
Yeah, he should be a bit higher for me. I'm, I'm going to come on to this a little bit with inexperienced players, so do you want to talk about Jameis, and then I'll come on to that? Yes, sorry, yes, I keep, I keep looking at this. No, it's okay, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Jameis, Winston, Jameis Winston, uh, oh my word, he's got him at 27, Chris Simpson has got Jameis Winston as the QB 27. He's right. awfully low. Take, oh, okay, I get it. Jameis Winston's not had the greatest of starts into, into NFL. He's had lots of fumbles, lots of interceptions, makes lots of mistakes. I get it. I get it. However, Jameis Winston is a super, super talented quarterback. And the situation that he now faces himself with is that he is the QB1 lights out in that offense because there's no more Ryan Fitzmagic. He's gone. Now, the thing that interests me about this, Chris Sims has got Jameis Winston's 27th ranked quarterback, and he's got um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's 35th ranked quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, hang on a minute. Those two combined last year were the quarterback three in the league, <laughs> right? 1,000 and, uh, well, let me hold it here, 5,125 yards passing and 36 touchdowns. That's the Tampa Bay quarterback. Mm. 5,125 yards and 36 touchdowns. So you've, that's all now Jameis Winston's. Okay, it probably won't be over 5,000 yards, but it'll be the upside of 4,500. Uh, and you've got to say it's got to be around 30 touchdowns. So there is regression for the Tampa Bay quarterback, uh, but Jameis Winston's going to get the 16 games you'd assume. Um, so yeah, for me, 27 is a joke. <laughs> It's a joke. It's uh, James Winston's a top ten quarterback in this league for sure. Wow, that's a big call. I mean, it's I not think... a big call. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's an obvious call. You know, he cuts out his fumbles, and interceptions. He's a top five guy. I mean, like you say, I mean, he's got to show it this year because obviously, like I mentioned last week, he's in a contract year. Yeah. He's going to be he's facing an uphill battle, I would say, to stay in the league. I think if he if he flops this year, um, and one thing that kind of points. Kind of away from what you just said a little bit is obviously Dirk Court is no longer the offensive coordinator, so those yards might go to Matt Ryan a little bit. No one. Yeah, well, Bruce Arians is. A far yeah, Bruce coach. Arians is pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, no, far I'll do that. coach. Yeah. So for for me, I, 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 James for me is a locked and loaded top ten quarterback, and if he cuts out them stupid mistakes, he's a top five quarterback. That, that's the talent for me. Okay. I love him. <laughs> You're really behind don't, him this year. Don't, don't be dissing my Jameis. I am not a Tampa Bay fan, but I have got a Jameis Winston shirt. Okay. Florida State or Tampa? Uh, Tampa. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I wanted to just skip uh, into that because I know you had something to say, but then I wanted to come back up because yeah. he's got Kyler Murray ranked 24. How? Mm. How? He's never taken an NFL snaps. He's wildly undersized. There's all massive question marks over him. He looks like an like a child in you know in, when he's out on the field next to people. I take issue with it because I mean not just Kyler, but how do you know that any rookie like ranked anywhere above anywhere any any QB that's kind of got even a chance at starting in the league before they've not before they've even taken a sack? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know why. I don't know why it's a forty player list. I don't understand why rookies are involved. I don't understand why it's forty players. It's pretty weird. But I find it odd as well that he's found a place for um, he's found a he's found a place for Kyle Murray, he's found a place for Drew Lock, he's found a place for Dwayne Haskins, but no Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. That's kind of weird. Maybe yes. he's like a massive Eli fan. I don't know. 
knife. <laughs> yeah, this it is strange. Why would you put a Colt McCoy in as well? You've got three Washington Redskins quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I guess he doesn't have clues in the start because no one does. But yeah, he's a bit of a weird one. Just sort of pick someone from every team and rank it at 32. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Um, did you see that? Just mildly digressing. That um, Mitchell Trubisky is taking the most money for MVP in the league next year. I'm, I've literally. It's funny you say that. I've literally just read that Mitchell that is, Trubisky is the most popular bet for the NFL MVP. I mean, why? What What's going on there? I don't know. It's clearly going to be Andrew Luck. Uh, well, if he's going, if he's going fifteen and one, then he's got a pretty good chance. Exactly. No, it's going 16 and Ah, oh, you, you slipped up there. You, you, you let me out of it there. Um, yeah, Mitchell Jabisky, uh, for those who haven't seen it yet, is ranked number 20, so kind of kind of weird. But I guess it's kind of correct as well. I kind of called him in that kind of, yeah, kind of place, I would say. Yeah, he's in that sort of vicinity for me as well. Um, so then, I don't know whether you want to, if you've got anyone else to talk about in sort of the lower reaches, I've only got one more that I really want to mention there. Do you want to, do you want to mention anyone else? Uh, I'm just going through my list as well as his and seeing why we've got much differences, to be honest. Um, but I think I think there's, there's kind of blocks where I have very similar people in very similar areas to him. Yeah. Like pretty much the top four for me is the same, like Rogers, Mahomes, Luckett, and Watson. They're my kind of top four. I haven't got, uh, who did I say earlier, Ross Wilson in there. He's in my sort of top ten. Um, Kyler Murray for me, as you've mentioned, he's in, he's in the latter stages of the 20s for me. Because, uh, again, like you said, you can't, you how can't can you really, judge it? Because yeah. you've not seen him. And, and it, it, the thing with Kyler Murray is he's either going to be absolutely incredible or he's going to be absolutely diabolical and get injured in week one and, and you know, get his legs snapped every week. Yeah, that's <laughs> That's the problem, but they, you, can't, you can't rank him at 24. Hmm. Um, thinking, you know, for me, it's, it's much later than that. Um, uh, interestingly, yeah, jo, uh, Foles is way too high. Uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett is, is interesting there because I think he's probably the best backup um, quarterback in the league. So that for me makes, makes him 30, 33 for me, and I think he has him as. 31. 31. Yeah. So there's obviously a starter behind Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, Josh, well, Josh Rosen is number 32 at the moment. On this, the 40-man list, which is a bit of a weird one, as we said. Yeah, I would go along with that, to be fair. Um, he's got Eli Manning behind him. So he's yeah. got Daniel Jones in there, but he's got Eli Manning at 34. So that makes no <laughs> sense. Because yeah. Eli Manning, if he's now he's projected him as the starter, right? Because he hasn't yeah. got Daniel Jones in the top 40. So as a starter, he has to be in the top 32. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd like to hope so if you're a giant fan at least. <laughs> yeah, that's worrying. But maybe uh, you're saying that he's that worrying. bad. But then again, if he's that bad, why isn't Daniel Jones ranked? It's kind of contradictory, I haven't really mm. seen. But yeah, no, I think you're yeah. right about Jacoby Brissett. I think he's amongst the top one or two. Um, I, the one I wanted to mention was Tyrod Taylor's number 40. And I mean, I know, yeah. I know he's not going to set the world on fire, but he's a he's a damn good backup. And oh, he's, yeah. he's ranked like below rookies. Ranked below Robert Griffin yeah. III, who's not been good since yeah, 2012. Yeah. Colt McCoy, who's QB3 for the Redskins. I just don't understand. Like, you know, if you're going to include him, include him properly. You know, I don't see why you'd do that. But he's not good, though. No, he's, he's not. not he's not. But, and I don't want to see him on the field, but he's, he's a good backup. No, it's better than there is, I'm sorry, but there is, there is more chance of Brett Favre coming back in the league than Colt McCoy has to start the Washington Redskins. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um... The two names that I have got kind of asterisked 
which I don't know whether they, again, because they're rookies, so it's hard to put them in there. But I think if they were to play, mm. they'd definitely be on this list would be uh, Will Greer uh, in, in Carolina. I think um, he's got a really bright future ahead of him. And I have put on here Jared Stidham because I think Jared Stidham oh, is the God. backup uh, to, to Tom Brady. I think he's the eventual successor. So just to put in there as my last pick to say, look, Jared Stidham is a good quarterback and he'll fit that offense really, really well. We are ending this podcast right now. <laughs> he is a dreadful. No, <laughs> I just don't no, like him. Jared Stidham's good. He's not. He's just not. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yes. Have you got anything more to say on that? I think we'll we'll kind of get together, like you said, when Tim's here. I think yeah. we'll put our we'll put our money where our mouth is, and we'll get people to vote yeah. on it, and we'll have a big old chat about it again. But yeah, just kind of thought that was a fun exercise to do because I just thought it was a load of rubbish. To be fair, and I think we've kind of proved mm. that between us. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll, we'll, put it, we'll, we'll put it all in a big article. Um, yeah. We'll talk we'll put, talk about it on one of the podcasts in the near future, and we'll stick it all in an article. Uh, all three of us having our top forties, and we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where we've got people. Um, yeah, definitely. Jameis Winston's top ten. Remember that. <laughs> yeah, we will. Lock someone in. someone clip that so we can pull it in the end of season bloopers or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've said it for the last two years. So oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, gonna think happen. I think you burned me in fantasy a couple of years ago, to be fair. So um, maybe that's why I'm a bit cautious. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think we've had enough of that. That was a really good discussion. I really enjoyed that. So right, yep. so next up, third down. Let's see if Lawrence knows his stuff. It's time for the usual third down play call. It's the full 10 questions. Okay, so yeah, here we are on third down, um, as usual, with the quiz. Different quiz master this week, though, obviously, as Tim's away, as we mentioned. Uh, so me, you'll hear me right here, and even more of my voice, which is obviously a treat for everyone. Um, so on the quiz today, we've got a bit of a bit of a home tie, really. We've got one of our fantasy writers, one of our new-ish fantasy writers, I think it's fair to say. Uh, we've got Lawrence Voss. Uh, yeah, Lawrence, welcome you in. Um, yeah, you. new new-ish fantasy writer, aren't you? Um, thank new, you for your... Newish new fantasy writer, but fantasy player since probably before a lot of people were born okay so, how many how many years do you want to embarrass us on i reckon early 90s i would have started at some sort of level okay um and i used to do the, the first down fantasy teams i don't know if anyone remembers that but you did it by post oh wow okay so you filled in a, a you, you cut a bit out of the first down weekly magazine mm. and you, you you put in your kind of your, your lineup and then if you did transfers kind of um at two points in the season you had to post them off that's that's how old i am <laughs> yeah i'm i'm born in 1990 so I definitely don't remember that i do vaguely 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 remember my dad doing sort of soccer fantasy football by similar okay. methods but uh, yeah. yeah not not myself no, no, this was this was genuine old school, and then obviously I've been I've been around for kind of the whole fantasy scene since it's kind of before it was huge. Yeah. When it when it was kind of mildly um, taken part, but I remember I remember one of my first drafts. I, I I had a I missed the end of a draft, and Antonio Gates. Oh really? My team. <laughs> I'm like I'm like who's this? I've never heard of him. <laughs> I, I, and I dumped him for somebody that I had heard of. Okay. Regret, regretted that, and I've learned my lesson. <laughs> always research your players before you ditch them. 
There you go. There you go. There's a, a sage advice for anyone out there. Yeah, Antonio Gates, just some basketball player. I don't know. Yeah. Probably would have dropped yeah. him myself if it was back then. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, as a Chargers fan, obviously well versed in sort of his, uh, his well everything about him really. Um, he was sort of really prominent when I was sort of getting into the game uh, about ten, twelve years ago. So. Yeah, definitely one of my heroes as a Chargers fan growing up. Um, so yeah, so Lawrence, as I say, you are obviously one of our one of our writers. Um, people would have seen a couple of your articles. One um, about drink recently, which you know yeah, might be I, a lot, I, might be a bit of an insight. <laughs> the, the, the irony is, I haven't had a drink for about two years. So um, yeah, I don't drink myself. It's just when you see somebody drafted by the name of Sheldrick Redwine. It, it just inspires you. Definitely you know, does. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like Tishbienga Biakabatuka, you know. <laughs> These are the sorts of names you don't forget. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, it's even more difficult to pronounce rather than forget. So definitely, yeah, yeah definitely stick in there. Uh, so, Lawrence, why don't you just tell tell everyone about about you, really, and what you do, and, uh, you know, you've obviously gone into a little bit about your fantasy background, but what about you as a writer? Just, uh, I'll give you the floor and just tell, tell everyone who you are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, originally, I worked for the London Olympians, so um, I was a fan and then got asked by the owner when I was at a game in the early 90s if I'd like to do their stats. Okay. So myself and my best friend, we I was doing the offensive stats, he did the defensive stats, and then I ended up writing for the for the Olympians. Okay. And I got, I, my, my kind of personal highlight was getting the front cover of first down when um, the Olympians won the European Championships, went to High School Stadium. Okay. Um, and so that was that was a huge thing. Um, and then I've been I've had a blog, um, NFL fan in England WordPress dot com for mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. long time. It's probably been neglected a bit by now. But um, I, I did quite a few um, fun interviews. Whether it was kind of a Britball player Mark Cohen, who is a, a legend kind of receiver in the in the British game. Um, then I've, I've spoken to some former players. And I think my, my most fun, probably my most individual fun experience was spending a day with a with a Hall of Famer. Okay. And a Chargers Hall of Famer. Okay. And LT? I, no, if I give you his nickname, let's see if you... Go see on, you might test me out here. The Intellectual Assassin. Oh, no, I don't even think I've heard of that one, to be honest with you. Lance Allworth, I guess, perhaps? It, he was in the same team. Oh, he, really? He... He rated Lance Allworth as the greatest person he ever played with. Okay. Go on, hit me with it. Ron Mix. Okay, okay. Offensive lineman who was called the Intellectual Assassin because he went on to have a career in law. Okay. Um, so he, we, a friend of a friend of my wife at, when she worked at a university said that he'd put us up and he'd take, me to, take us to a Chargers game. So this, I think, was 2004. Okay. And this was Chargers versus Jets. Nice. And the fun fact about that one is I watched Drew Brees get benched. Right. <laughs> okay. Here's enough. Can you guess who he got benched for when he was playing for the Chargers? For two, in, in 2004? Um, yeah. Wouldn't It wouldn't have been Philip Rivers, would it? By then? No, no, just a bit before. Yeah. I'm not sure. It was a bit before my time, if I'm perfectly honest. Doug. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> bringing back the old guy. Where you saying I've, I've seen I've seen Drew Brees get benched for Doug Flutie. That's oh, wow. quite a quite a memorable one. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, spent spent the whole day with him for 
the game. He kind of this this Ron Mix looked after us for the game, and um, <coughs> at the end, I said, "Oh, is, is it all right to get an autograph?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." He goes, um, "By the way, what's your wife's name?" Okay. I was like, "Dawn," and he goes, "Okay, no problem." Starts scribbling away, and then passes me the autograph, and I've got it. I've got it in my kind of little man cave. Yeah, yeah. And it and it reads, "Dawn, thanks for the great sex." <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a pretty amazing memory. Yeah, 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 definitely. Bit of an NFL historian then, and uh, you're, you're starting to quiz me when it, when I'm here to quiz you. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All awesome. Good. Yeah, sounds sounds cool. Get, uh, might get you on uh, to the the real sort of the actual body of the pod to tell some stories sometime. Seems yeah, like you might have no a few. Problem. No problem. <laughs> so, Lawrence, let's move into the into the main. Uh, what we're here for? Um, the quiz, obviously, the full ten questions. How confident are you? Feeling nervous or feeling I'm, feeling good? I'm not feeling good because I mean, back in the olden days when when we only had kind of twenty five Super Bowls under our belt, I, I was kind of I was pretty happy. And then kind of now we've got kind of over fifty, it starts getting a bit a bit mistier. Okay, <laughs> like us all. Okay, um, so let's move, go. let's go. Um, okay, so 10 questions, usual format. I'm going to be timing it. Oh, that's the tiebreaker, as you might know. Uh, we had a pretty good, pretty good one last week where, I can't remember his name, I think it was Chris from NFL Hype Train. Uh, got 8 out of 10 and very close to 10 out of 10 with a couple of really close ones. So that's that's what you're aiming for? You know, no pressure? Yeah. No, no, not at all. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I'm ready when you are. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, I'll start the clock as soon as I finish asking the first question. Okay, so question one: Which number does LA Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams wear? He's number eleven. Okay, uh, number two: Name any player drafted by the San Francisco Forty Nineers in two thousand and nineteen from round two onwards. Okay, I'm going to need to press you for an answer. There's no going back. Okay, I'll have to say pass on that one. Okay. How many years since the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Shout out to him for that one. Oh, God. How many years since the Cowboys? So it would have been the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Work it out. Take your time. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I'm just thinking. So, yeah. 90s. I'll go with 96. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Question four. Name any past coach of the Houston Texans prior to Bill O'Brien. Um, Gary Kubiak. Cool. Capers. Okay, I just needed one, but that's great. <laughs> uh, in half-point PPR, who was the number one fantasy tight end last year? Um, I'd say George Kittle. Okay. Because his yards after catch were... <laughs> okay, number six. Name any team that Frank Gore has played for apart from his current team, the Bills. Um, the Colts, the 49ers. Um, in fact, I've seen him play at Wembley. Um, That's cool. Just needed one, yeah. Lawrence, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, can you name any team that plays in the Premiership North in Britball? Yes. Just any team. A, a, a localish team. The, the um, Tamworth Phoenix. Awesome, uh, yeah. One of our local teams. I cool. wish I could say it was the Birmingham Bulls, but I know they're not. They're not in the um, in the top flight anymore. 
Okay. Uh, question number eight. Name complete the name of this college team, the Michigan State. Okay, uh, so who am I? Number nine. I was drafted by the Bucks in with the twentieth pick in two thousand eight, before leaving in for New England in two thousand twelve, uh, and then from there I've gone to Denver and I currently play for the LA Rams. In two thousand and eight, and now playing for the Rams. Oh God! Via via New England and Denver. New England's in two thousand and twelve. Sounds like a kicker. It's been around. If they've been around that long, um, God, that's a long career. That's like thirteen years. I'm just uh, I've gone through the Patriots. Oh, I'm struggling. I give you a clue. They they won the Super Bowl for New England or with with New England. No problem. Okay, last question. So within five thousand each way, what is the capacity of our head stadium? Okay seventy three thousand. Cool. Okay. How do you reckon you did? Six, maybe seven. Okay. Uh, six, I think. Okay, so we'll go through them. Um so Mike Williams is number eighty one. I think you went for eleven, right? Okay, well, we've got the San Francisco question. Do you want to hazard a guess at any of the any of the draft picks without the pressure on? I'm just thinking of their draft. I'm I can't even think who their first round pick was. To be fair, just just some guy named Nick Bosa. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it was after that. So you could so you could have gone for Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, Mitch Wisnowski, Dre Greenlaw. Caden Smith and Justin School or Tim Harris. Okay, <laughs> probably distant memories for you right now. Yeah. Uh, so question three about the Cowboys. It was actually t- 1995, so actually 23 years, which is really unfortunate. You got just the the one year out. If it was Popmaster, we'd be sending you a T-shirt. Um, so yeah, you got you got for the Houston questions past coaches. You got well almost all three of them. Uh, you got Gary Kubik or Dom Capers. Uh, so that's a point for you. Um, unfortunately, um, Travis Kelsey was the number one tight end last year. I think George Kittle was second. So again, wow. just one out again. <laughs> um, again, Frank Gore, you nailed that question. Uh, you pretty much named every team that he'd he'd played for. I think you wanted to dive into a little story about him as well. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a picture of him and Takeo Spikes mm-hmm. at, at, in Wembley Stadium standing next to each other and it says Spikes Gore <laughs> which which they do cool little play on words yeah yeah, yeah for I just, sure I just thought that was, that was a fun one <laughs> uh, so yeah no you got that one right You, I think you named the Colts the 49ers um, Premiership North like you say yeah Tamworth um, you could have had the Merseyside Nighthawks Manchester Titans which is my local team back home uh, the Leicester Falcon Sheffield Giants or the Edinburgh Wolves um, so yeah you nailed that one as well um, number eight, the college team. You actually went for Michigan, which is the is it's 
just Michigan, Michigan Wolverines, but I've asked for Michigan State, which is the Spartans, oh, unfortunately. Spartans. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's easy when you know. <laughs> um, and number nine, um, about the player who sort of made his journey through the NFL was Akib Talib. Yeah, yeah. Tuffy. <laughs> um, number 10. So Arrowhead Stadium is 76,416. So you got that within within the uh, within the range. You got that. So what would we make that? We're making that one. Should have talked this up as we got along. So we got four. Four. Not I'm happy about that, are you? No. Keep to leave a tough <laughs> I have got a bit of a reputation with uh, with the tough out, questions. Out of those career ones, yeah, that's uh... <laughs> Tim yeah. will be shouting at me again. I uh, I have a bit of a reputation for asking toughies, and um, so yeah, maybe maybe we'll get you back that's on, fair. and we'll get you back on with Tim, so you can have a bit of a fairer shot at it. That's fair play, but uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of I started watching the game in '85. So I was part of Bears Mania okay. back then. So that's kind of my my bigger decades was kind of eighties, early nineties. So okay, but all good, all good. I yeah. enjoyed the experience. Cool. No, good. At least we didn't like suck all the fun out of it with the hard questions. <laughs> no, no, it's. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for coming on, Lawrence. Obviously, we'll get you on again. Um, we'll have um something in the pipeline from you, I'm sure, writing wise. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to do you want to tease that out? What, what have you got lined up for us? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few ideas. I've got one about um, situations to avoid completely. Okay. So not talking about individual players, but teams and position groups where it's just a complete mess. Um, and in fantasy, kind of, there's no real clear leadership and kind of to avoid. So I won't give away kind of where I'm going with it. Okay. I've got I've got some good ideas of some some messy situations. So when you when you're kind of nearing the tail end of a draft and you're thinking, yeah, maybe I'll grab this person or that, and it's like, nah. nah. Okay. You, you just, <laughs> it's it's kind of committee approach, or there's no real kind of significant starter, and it's kind of you're better to just kind of pick up someone who's going to potentially be backing somebody up. So like Henderson backing up Gurley, it's better to grab someone who's in a, a better position uh-huh. a, m- a more explosive offense than than it is trying to think that someone's going to potentially be a starter on on a in a really bad situation uh-huh. okay yeah no it sounds really interesting actually it sounds like a situation that i often get myself into on the end of my draft so i'll definitely be uh taking a close eye and reading really closely with that one yeah and then i was going to do a big feature about planters Okay. No, <laughs> okay. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I was going to have to fake enthusiasm on that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, so cool. Sounds good. Uh, so, yeah, we'll look forward to that. I'm sure the listeners will as well. So, um, yeah, no, thanks for coming on again, Lawrence. Um, no problem. You know, I'm sure we'll hear from you soon. All right. Cracking. All right. Cheers for that. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. No okay, guys. Um, we're going to move on to, to fourth down. Okay, yeah, so just coming back off the quiz, um, something I've kind of got to admit to, but I'll own up. Um, need to backtrack on one thing with that quiz. If, Storm, um, if, uh, if Stormzy can do it with the claims he made at Glasgow, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do the same if I'm a big enough person to do it. Um, so yeah, I got one of the uh, answers wrong for Lawrence there, unfortunately, um, on the Dallas Super Bowl question. Um, oh no. 
Yeah, so um, what it was, was oh, I'm, no. I'm looking at the answer and I've got the, the year of the season, whereas Lawrence was obviously gone for the year that the Super Bowl was played in, which is obviously <laughs> the same thing, but not the same year. So he actually got five, not four. Um, yeah. um, you're getting sacked. You're yeah. getting sacked. You're getting sacked in the morning. You're getting <laughs> sacked in yeah, the morning. Yeah, probably am. Another thing as well, because obviously Tim's a much better quiz master than me, because I've made another little mistake. I haven't neglected to mention that he his time. So he got five. Uh, correct in three minutes and thirty six, which you know the oh, score of five isn't you know isn't isn't going to win you the title anyway, Lawrence. So it doesn't really matter about the time, but anyway, hopefully I'll redeem myself next week with the with the quiz. That we're going to have to have words, Lawrence. Yeah, and me as well. So I might I might be sacked as well. It <laughs> might be on your own next week, Rob. Well, yeah, and uh, yeah, I say I'm going to have to have words with Lawrence. Um, can't be having fives on the fantasy team. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, you're gonna obviously have a meeting with the big boss when he gets home because he's not gonna be impressed with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unprofessionally. Very, yeah, very. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, we'll let you off. We'll let you off. Oh, thank you. Graceful. Um, but fourth down, uh, we're gonna go into and just tell you what's going on here at uh, F10Y Towers. Um, as usual, beavering away, giving you all sorts of content before we get to that. Just want to say a big thank you actually um, to everyone who listens to the podcast, reads our stuff on the website, follows us on social media, all that jazz. Um, you know, it means an awful lot to us, it means an awful lot to me, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for, for you really, I wouldn't be just sat on my own, just doing it on my own, and for myself. Uh, so everyone, for, so to everyone, from everyone, at Sultan Yards, a big thank you. Uh, we've gained a lot of followers recently, a lot of listeners, um, and obviously you guys make it a lot of fun, so yeah. Um, Rob, I don't know if you want to say your own little thank you, or just sort of include yourself in mine, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, I definitely uh, I <laughs> agree with you there, man. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to hear the feedback we get, and uh, yeah, thank you to everyone. Okay, so Rob, after that, no pressure. Um, I guess you've got to let us know what your fantasy team are bringing people in the near future, and for all the new listeners. Yeah, we've got it's an exciting time because uh, the fantasy season is just around the corner. Thank goodness it's been a long off season. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's um, it's July, which means one thing: my rankings are out for July. Uh, I'm looking forward to this because uh, I had quite a good lot of feedback last month uh, for my June initial rankings that went out, uh, mainly because I had uh, uh, AJ Green at wide receiver 27, and that got a lot of heat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be pleased to know that AJ Green has gone up my rankings to wide receiver 22 and he's not going any further um, yeah I, I, I'm just not I'm just not on board with AJ Green this year right <laughs> uh, you know we all have our, our takes and whatnot. Uh, but no there's been quite a lot of changes on my rankings um, the quarterbacks were all moved around um, wide receivers I've had to we discussed it at the beginning of the show, Herb, but I've had to add in Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. just because look, if, 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 there is, if, if it is going to be a maximum of four games he's going to play 12 then whether you like it or not, unfortunately, you're going to have to start him out because yeah. he's going to be on the field. And mm-hmm. when he's on the field, he's a bloody good football player. So um, I have started him out this month. I didn't last month. Um, and unfortunately, I say unfortunately because I, I do believe it is unfortunate uh, that he, he's in my top 10. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, interesting for that one uh, as he's been added in. Obviously, that then affects Patrick Mahomes. So he's moved up slightly. Uh, um, yeah, so it's all uh, it's all good to see. It's all sort of coming into place. Um, but yeah, that's going to be up by the time that this is uh, this you're listening to this. The uh, the new rankings will be up live. So go check them out. Uh, article wise, um, Lawrence is always good for an article. Um, I'm sure he's busy to be uh, after probably you know 
after that, he needs to be um, after that quiz showing. Really, <laughs> um, needs to get back on the grind. I think. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Lawrence is always good for an article. Um, and also, we've got a new writer. So I think Tim says it's a new acquisition, free a- free signing, a free agent signing, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the full ten yards uh, crew is welcoming Andy Goddard uh, into the team. Uh, it's cracking writer. He sent me his trial article uh, this week, and we had a read of it, and we were really impressed, weren't we? Yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah, really good read. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what he produces sort of on a more regular basis for us and for, for you guys over yeah. at the fantasy branch. Yeah, um, and that is a kind of a an outcry as well. If if you fancy yourself as uh, a writer, come find me on Twitter or, or find Lee and find Tim and, and say, look, interested in writing, what do I do? And we'll give you, we'll set you up with a trial article uh, to do for us. And yeah, we, we are actively looking for new writers uh, for the whole team. So if you, if you are interested, if you've got interest in it, um, do contact us and uh, yeah, we'll get you involved some way or another. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so yeah, lovely stuff, mate. Yeah, looking forward to all that and what you, what you guys are going to produce over there. So yeah, for me on the college side of things, as usual, Tuesday, just gone yesterday, Saw another draft deja vu piece. This one was on Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert. Again, really, really enjoyed writing this one and really enjoyed producing it as well. I even branched out and made my video content a little more, more thorough uh, this week. Certainly something I'm looking to do. Gave you a little bit of analysis, a bit of narration over the top of my video just to give you a little bit of an explanation. Uh, so yeah, if you like, like the sound of that, go over to uh, the college section of the website, have a little read. And if you like it that much, then go over to Full Ten Yards at, uh, no, sorry, at Full Ten Yards CFB and give us a follow. And uh, while you're there, have a look at the pin tweet, and you'll see that we've got a Von Miller jersey competition from his Texas A&M days, for his college days. So yeah, have a little enter, and uh, you'll be in with a chance when that gets uh, when that gets drawn. Um, in terms of the near future, obviously next Tuesday, well again, when the, the draft deja vu sort of comes out, um, that'll be the final one. I do say final one quite loosely, I might dip into that once or twice before the start of the college football season. <laughs> but we'll see. You get the bug, you get the bug. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and I've just write, I've just enjoyed writing them so much that um, yeah, might might sort of dip in, might find another couple of players to do one on. Um, and after that series, myself and Thomas Rogery, our Britball writer, we're going to be debating the pros and cons of Texas quarterback Sam Erlinger, uh, much in the style like you, Lawrence did, Rob, about Dak Prescott recently. So that should be a lot yep. of fun. So keep eyes and ears peeled for that one in future. That'll be towards the end of the month, I think. And uh, yeah, just on Thomas, just to wrap this one up, um, he's kind of put together another Britball article telling us the goings on, the you know the results, happenings at all levels of Britball in this country. So yeah, that that's kind of wraps us up for this week. Um, one thing we we need to mention as well, Rob, is something that we talked about quite recently. Is um, we're going to do a college podcast quite soon, towards oh, the end of the yes. month. Um, yes, you know, yes, I've yes. obviously spent the sort of summer and the spring kind of just catching up with players and you know putting together things like draft deja vu and just sort of getting reacquainted with people and sort of looking to looking to the next college season really and um, that takes up a lot of my time so that's why there's been no college podcast i know a few people have been asking about it i know we got a monday mailbag question last time um but yeah no we'll, we'll put together something we'll pencil it in for the end of the month how does that sound for you yeah yeah brilliant i think there is definitely there's a niche market here for for college football over here in the uk i think uh, obviously it's nowhere near as big as the nfl just yet but more and more people are, are coming into it and more and more people are starting to understand that hey if you want to watch the future mm. start by watching college football uh, it's, it's really good obviously you, you do get these crazy scores when alabama play 
like, I don't know, Georgia Tech or whatever, um, and you get your, your, your high scores and that, but you still get to see the talent that's on display for next year. So, so yeah, having a podcast is a, is a really good idea. I'm looking forward to this, um, definitely. There's not much, um, I think there's one or two college podcasts in the mm. UK, but there's definitely a niche market for us to exploit, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. Absolutely, and then on the fantasy side, as well, you've got all the Debbie stuff that seems to be becoming more and more prominent now as well, so it kind mm. of bleeds into that as well. So, yeah, we should be able to get something... Something nice little thing going, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I'm not actually that high on at the moment is Debbie's stuff, but I will be. I'm going to definitely do some research in that because, like you said, it's becoming more and more popular. Mm, yeah, it's just something that's cropped up in, on sort of my timelines quite recently that yeah. has not really been that prominent before. I think, I think like you say, it's getting, it's getting a bit of traction nowadays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one last thing in terms of bullpen yard news. Um, when Tim get about, gets back from America, there should be a little bit of an announcement, uh, some potential big news for us here at the podcast, a little bit of a teaser for you. Um, that'll be, yeah, that'll be in a couple of weeks' time, so maybe about the week being the 15th, perhaps. And speaking of the week being the 15th, um, I know that we are due a mailbag Monday, actually. That should have been a couple of days ago, but we are going to do that uh, probably that week again once Tim gets back, because Tim's much better at you know, all the organising of it really, me and Rob Pack on that's why we've got our feet up doing this podcast and just sort of scraping the barrel on yeah, a Wednesday. This is why it's like the fifth take of this podcast. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah, we'll let we'll let people know too much about that. But anyway. Um, those, those Monday mailbags were really fun actually. Yeah, no, they, were. That. they were. Uh, but yeah, that that date that you just said, uh that'll be the the day the Monday after a heavy stag weekend for this guy. So uh the videos could be very interesting. Interesting, yeah, that'll be that'll be a worth a watch just for that, I reckon. <laughs> so, I think that's about it. Have you got anything else to add in, mate? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, okay. I think we've absolutely nailed it. I think Tim is going to have to. I think he's going to have to beg us to get back on this podcast. I <laughs> think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think the the fans are going to come in their droves and tell us, you know, how how we how we run the show. I believe so. I believe so. I must say, it is, it is like a bit more difficult in the hosting scene. Obviously, you've done it in the past with your. Uh, you were on podcasting, uh, you know, before you came up to us, and uh, yeah, I must say it takes a lot more energy. I feel a bit more, a bit more stressed yeah. out. You know, usually I just do a few more hours of research and rock up on a Wednesday evening and just do my thing. And yeah, respect to you, Tim. You know, when you, you know, you're going to be listening. <laughs> so you know, we've 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 given you a few fly jabs, but I'll give you the respect as well for being such a good host each and every week. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can do a little bit of a better job next week. Um, well, we need, to, we need to find out some more puns, don't we, me and you? We need to get in the, the Tim way or yeah, the Tim mentality exactly. of getting these puns out nice and early. Yeah, if you, if you enjoyed the Tim puns, uh, and that's why you tune in. Sorry about the lack of puns, I just, I just don't want to the standard. So I'm gonna... no, no, no one no one in just for them, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's get out of here. Um, so yeah, it's a goodbye from Rob. Uh, take it easy, peeps. Okay, and you've been listening to the Full Turn House podcast. Don't forget to like, share, follow, download, and all that jazz. And it's a goodbye from me. So see you on the other side. Um, shall we? Uh, shall we do that? Shall we do the Kevin Cadle? Yes, yes. Let's do yes, it. Yes, I was just about to say, <laughs> let's do the Kevin Cadle together. I'll, I'll let you, you set it up and we'll finish it. Okay, cool. Okay, so in the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye bye for now. Bye bye. Bye. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show 
full 10 yards at gmail.com.